0: In this week's episode, let's discuss how acknowledging that Black Lives Matter can actually save black lives. Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 5 of Communication Junkie. My name is Steve Fuller and I'm your host. I realize some listeners may already be reaching for the stop button, but if that's you, I'm begging you to stay. Give me six minutes. And if you still disagree with me, that's fine. But just give me six minutes. I don't remember where I first heard it. I researched and supposedly it was in an Agatha Christie book I read, a Star Wars movie I saw, and it's an old English proverb. I may not remember the original source, but the quote itself is etched into my memory. Old sins cast long shadows. It gives me chills saying it out loud. As many of us know, past mistakes can haunt us for a very long time. I hear people say racism no longer exists because slavery ended 150 years ago, or that all races have an equal opportunity in America right now because the civil rights movement ended 50 years ago. The infamous cliche is that people just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, which is literally impossible if you think about the act of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. All I want to do is share one example of how the old sins of slavery and racism still cast shadows today. In 2016, Simone Manuel was the first black woman to ever win an individual Olympic medal in swimming. Why does that matter? Did you know that a black 11-year-old child is 10 times more likely to drown in a swimming pool than a white 11-year-old child? 10 times. Do you know why? Approximately 70% of African Americans report that they can't swim. That number is 40% for white people. Why such a big difference? For a very long time in the United States, African Americans weren't allowed to visit public beaches and pools frequented by white people. Which, by the way, is called white privilege. But Steve, I hear some of you saying that was decades ago. Black people can visit public beaches and pools now. Everyone has equal access. Imagine a 25-year-old black couple in 1970. That couple would have grown up with parents who weren't allowed at public beaches or pools and likely couldn't swim, and therefore were likely never taught how to swim. So when they had children, it's also likely those kids weren't taught how to swim. And so on and so on. And if you want to argue that point, you need to explain 70% versus 40%. This isn't rocket science. If your dad played baseball growing up, he probably played catch with you in the backyard and signed you up for Little League. Same thing for basketball, soccer, music, painting, etc. The difference is that people don't usually die from not knowing how to hit a curveball or play the piano. But drowning kills thousands of Americans and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world every single year. Now contrast that family with my wife's family. Her white grandparents started vacationing in the Outer Banks 60 years ago. So everyone in her family learned how to swim at a very young age. My wife loves water, loves to swim, and would rather be on the beach than anywhere else on planet Earth. Black children are 10 times more likely to drown than white children because once upon a time, white families built traditions visiting public beaches and pools, and black families weren't given that same opportunity. That's a long-term effect of systemic racism. So back to 2016 and Simone Manuel. All across the country, black girls and boys saw, for the first time, a black woman win an Olympic medal in swimming. And who knows how many of those children tugged their parents' sleeves and said, I want to learn how to swim that Tug could save their lives someday. That's the power of representation. I remember when Black Panther came out, a lot of my white friends didn't like the movie. I thought it was okay, a typical superhero movie, but nothing special. But then I saw the effect it had on black men, women, boys, and girls, Then it hit me. I've seen white superheroes my entire life. Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, and I love those superheroes. They inspired me, I wore their costumes for Halloween. I still love them. I've seen just about every superhero movie ever made, and I can't wait to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. What superheroes did black kids see on movie screens that they could look up to, that could inspire them to work hard, help others, and live courageously? Maybe Black Panther wasn't made for me or my white friends. Maybe not everything has to revolve around white men. Representation matters seeing yourself on television and movies flying a space shuttle living in the white house, winning Olympic medals. It helps you dream big and believe that you can accomplish anything. I've only given one example, swimming. Now apply that same logic to wealth accumulation, home ownership, education, healthcare, and the justice system. I mean, if there was a period of American history when African Americans were denied home loans simply because they were black, and white people were given home loans simply because they were white, and do some research because a period of time like that definitely existed, so much so that our government had to sign the Fair Housing Act into law in 1968 to stop it from happening, can't you see how black families being denied home loans in the 60s would then affect wealth accumulation, education, and healthcare decades into the future? Old sins cast long shadows. Even if racism didn't exist anymore, which is ridiculous, of course it does. But even if it didn't, denying the long-term effects of slavery and systemic racism in this country is not just wrong, it's evil. Because real human lives depend on us admitting that white privilege exists and that black lives matter. Okay, that's all for this week. Special thanks to the band Randy for our theme song. Subscribe to Communication Junkie anywhere podcasts are found. Please rate the show while you're there. Positive ratings do help. Follow me on Twitter at and at ComJunk. Please share this episode with friends and family if you found it meaningful. As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next week, be good.